Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is KOA Sports. Now, Dave Logan, Big Al, and Ryan Edwards. Just after 4 o'clock, Benjamin Albright going to join us here in a matter of moments. 56690 is our KOA Common Spirit Health text line. Reminder, KOA's Pro Pick'em Challenge is back this football season. Presented by Circle K. Sign up and make your weekly picks at KOAColorado.com. The weekly winner receives a $200 Circle K gift card. The grand prize winner receives $1,000 to Circle K. Grab everything you need for the game, including full-strength beer at Circle K. Alfred and I tied this last week at 9 I, I want to say that Mandy. Mandy actually had the best week of all of us. So way to go, Mandy Connell. We're going to roll through the games here, the week one games, and just uh, a little after 4.30. Rod Smith in studio after 5 o'clock. But right now we head out to the KOA Common Spirit Health Hotline and bring on our KOA Broncos and NFL insider Benjamin Albright. Ben, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are things? Things are great, Ben. You know, this was uh, this was a revealing first weekend in the NFL. It ended fantastic, fantastically last night on the last play of from a punt and a punt return that was electric. But overall, did you learn anything new about some of these teams that participated in the NFL after week one? Well, the Rams certainly had a better showing than I thought they would. I, I uh, you know, after watching them in practice, I, I really didn't think they had much there. But uh, and maybe they put it all in that one game. But they they certainly uh, had a much better, um, a much better game than they thought. You know, I think everybody enjoyed the fireworks of the Chargers and the you know and the Dolphins and all that. Um, I, I think we learned that the Giants are a bad football team and Dallas is a very very good football team with a very very good coaching staff. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I don't know if there's any conclusions to draw on the, the, the pattern continues to hold clear that if a quarterback doesn't play in the preseason or barely plays in the preseason, that that first week under is going to is going to hit for them. And we saw that with cousins. We saw with burrow. Uh, we saw with a number of quarterbacks who barely played or practiced having, uh, having bad games. You know, the thing that kind of surprised me was the way that that Titans and saints game ended because the great Derrick Henry was not used the way that he has been in the past and it ended up leading to a Saints victory is something going on is there a contractual obligation that the Titans have that they don't want to exercise with Derrick Henry or are they just trying to save him for November and December I think it's the latter. They're trying to save him for November or December. The, the contract things that he has in there are minor escalators. I mean, we're talking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, not even millions. Um, so it's it's not you know it's not like it's bulk money. Um, I, I think that they're genuinely trying to save him for the stretch run. You know, I, I think that they they like Tajay Spears a lot and they want to get him uh, a little bit more run and uh, they they like to find a way to kind of alternate the workload so that he's fresh for that 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 stretch run because they're going to have to rely on him. Ryan Tannehill is not the same player he used to be. They're a little shorthanded at the receiver position. 
uh, and that defense has had some overhaul. They, they feel like they can be competitive in a, a weak AFC South, but uh, if you're going to unseat Jacksonville, you're going to have to have a healthy Derrick Henry down the stretch. Ben, what was your takeaway from the Broncos game? Well, you know, I didn't particularly like the way Sean Payton called it on offense. Um, you know, yeah, Russ was efficient, but they, they didn't really threaten deep at all. I mean, you know, Phil Dorsett had, what, six snaps, one of which was highly successful going down there and picking up the, the penalty flag. Uh, why didn't we challenge vertically, which is Russ's, you know, kind of bread and butter. Um, and I think the main thing that I, I didn't particularly care for was it's the opening weekend again, and we lost it on another decision uh, on fourth and short not to use our $25 million quarterback. It was fourth and three with six minutes to go on a short field. They should have gone ahead and gone for it. Even if they had messed up and not gotten it there, yet a short field where um, the Raiders couldn't have run out the clock. They could have only gotten three first downs. So uh, you were playing a bend-don't-break style of defense most of the game. Uh, I thought that was the decision that I, I really mostly disagreed with. There were some positives. I mean, I felt like it looked a little more professional and well-run, even if we had to use two timeouts to you know, to delay false starts. But overall, I felt it looked a little more professional. And, you know, the one thing about Sean Payton, I will say, is whatever you think of him, whatever I think of him, um, that guy doesn't like to lose. Uh, and he knows his reputation. And he knows what's going on. And he knows his legacy's on the line. So I expect him to be prepared against the commanders. You know, one of the things that I was really paying close attention to last weekend was the Washington Commanders and how they fared last week against the Arizona Cardinals for two two reasons, and one is very selfish because my good friend Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator there, but also it's our week two opponent. Looking at that game, uh, it was a tight one, and nobody really gave the Cardinals a real chance. Who are we looking at when we see the Washington Commanders this week? Well, it's interesting because, you know, you thought that Antonio Gibson was going to get a bigger workload, but Brian Robinson appears to be the favorite of Eric the enemy um, in terms of the running backs, and even he was targeted in the pass game for a touchdown. So you got to kind of kind of watch that. Um, I think that uh, they have a, a trio of receivers that, if healthy, uh, rival just about anybody in the league. Howell's got uh, better legs than I think people give him credit for, but he's still got to grow as a passer. He's, he's basically a rookie, even though it's his second year. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, it's the front seven. Um, that's that's the strength of the team. I mean, Cam Curl back there at safety, you know, is something. But they're young and inexperienced across the secondary. It really just comes down to what Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and and those guys up front can do. Benjamin Albright joining us here, our KOA Broncos and NFL Insider. You know, we'll get into this conversation a bit later, but uh, the AFC had a really rough weekend. The Bengals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills. All these teams losing, is that just a function of, hey, it's week one and and whatever, or did we maybe overrate the AFC a bit? I think it's too early to tell. I mean, a lot of this probably is a function of week one. I mean, look how competitive Arizona was. They're not going to have that much time to prepare for other games, and I don't think they'll be as competitive in a lot of other ones. But, um, you know, week one, it, it really got us it's more about the coaching staff and how much preparation they were able to get, what tendencies they were able to see the whole offseason, that kind of thing, and what they're able to do with it. Uh, the, the subsequent weeks become more about player execution, and, and cream rises to the top after that. So I expect a lot of these teams we saw that, you know, maybe had fluky wins in week one or fluky bad performance will probably return to the mean. I'm always interested to hear other people's perspective about the guys that we're looking at as a fan base and guys who are analysts like you and myself. So I'll ask you, what, what is your take on Cortland Sutton being a number one wide receiver? 
I didn't like the way he was used. I, I felt like he should have been more of a volume target guy. I mean, we knew that it was going to be heavily peppered to the backs and, you know, in, in terms of rushing and receiving, uh, because that's what a Sean Payton offense is. But, you know, Cortland should be out there using the body to box out. He should be a slant guy out there. He should be Mike Thomas out there. You know, he's got the ability to be that. Um, I didn't really like the way he was used. I didn't like the, the substitution package and rotation. Um, I, you know, I, I, hopefully they get more into it this week and, and, and give him more of an opportunity because I, I felt like in camp he kind of uh, returned to form. I, this is a little off of NFL, but I, I don't know if you're following the Mel Tucker uh, situation up there in Michigan State. But uh, what, what, where is this headed? Uh, and there was initially the report that he was he was let go. And then it ended up getting walked back to a suspension. We've been kind of following it here in the oh, studio. Oh, when did that happen? I, it got, well, like I said, the very, the very first report from, I think, Brett McMurphy was that he was fired. Right. And then it, it got suspended walked back to pay. suspended without pay. Oh, okay. So okay. that's where okay. we're at right now. Okay. I was just curious if, if you've been following it and if you have any insight. I have. He is suspended indefinitely without pay currently, and they've named the defensive backs coach the interim head coach. Um, so that there's that, I mean, he's, he's not technically fired, but he's all but fired at this point. Uh, it, it's a formality pending the, you know, the outcome of all this kind of stuff. Um, he, he, you know, I mean, this situation is something that's dogged Mel Tucker, uh, everywhere he's been, whether it was Georgia, whether it was Colorado with, with the interns and the assistants. And, and, and so this is not new behavior, uh, for Mel Tucker and, and anybody who knows that situation up to the CU knows what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, this is, this is one that's, uh, they're claiming that, uh, it's just a spurned or scorned, um, you know, ex, and, and and she's a you know a rape survivor and all this kind of stuff. And so it's 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 a nasty situation. It's going to get ugly. Uh, I don't expect Mel Tucker to survive it at Michigan State when all said and done. Uh, but you know, right now he's not technically fired, so there's that. Yeah, that this is uh, one of those situations I think that really caught college football by surprise. You know, I think. Uh, you know, first off in the Big Ten, you saw you saw Jim Harbaugh get suspended for what I think four or five games and then deal with Mel Tucker and and I'm drawing a blank here on who else was fired this year before the start of the season. Oh yes, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And it feels yeah. like um the morality clause uh with the with Fitzpatrick in and uh Mel Tucker will be the case. I, I'm 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 trying to see, does that even exist in the NFL contracts? Morality clauses, there are some. Um, there are some some language in some contracts. Doug Peterson's, for instance, has morality clauses in it uh, about infidelity. Uh, that stems back from his time at Kansas City where he had a, an extramarital affair that, uh, with, an, uh, with a subordinate that, you know, that got swept under the rug. Um, there are like urban Myers contract had clauses like that. That's the reason they were able to get him for cause last year or year before last, whatever that was. Um, there are some contracts that have that. And usually it's, it's a case where, uh, that particular coach has had a history or done something before. And so they insert that language as a protective measure, um, to, you know, to make sure they can recoup their money. Um, I will tell you that Cliff Kingsbury's contract had that bizarrely Steve Kimes did not, um, and Kime was the one who wound wow. up uh, the general manager there. So Carlos, yeah, wound up you know being the, the guy who did things like that, whereas Cliff was fired for performance. Wow, Ben, always great, man. Thank you so much. Look forward to hearing you on after the Rockies tonight. Absolutely, take care. All right, appreciate it. Benjamin Albright, our KOA Broncos insider, react to that coming up next. But first, a quick check of traffic from the KOA Traffic Center. Here's Dave Hunter. It's going to get ugly. Uh, I don't expect Mel Tucker to survive it at Michigan State when all said and done. But, you know, right now he's not technically fired, so there's that.
Benjamin Albright, our KOA Broncos insider and NFL insider. Moments ago, we'll get the interview up at KOAColorado.com. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. But I'd start on the completely free iHeartRadio app because not only can you subscribe to the podcast there, you can also stream KOA and you can leave us messages on the talkback. That's important to know because starting on Thursday... We're going to give you guys another chance to win CU tickets. The Rocky Mountain Showdown coming up on Saturday night. And you're going to have a chance to win a pair of tickets to that game Thursday and Friday. We're going to do it just like we did last week. Although this time, you can hype up either CSU or CU. I have a feeling I know what the count's going to ultimately look like. But we'll pick the best out of all of it. Trust me, as a CSU Ram, I will not, I will not say that it has to be a CSU person but, but I will encourage as many CSU trash talking as we can get. I'd love to hear what, what you have to say. What are we standing on? Like, what, what do we believe as CSU fans that's going to help us win this game? I don't know. I can't wait to hear it. Anyways, that point there on Mel Tucker. Alfred, I know you've been following this thing. Uh, last couple of days, you've been asking me about it. Uh, what was your thoughts there uh, from Ben? He says he's all but fired. You know, I talked to a good friend of mine who... Um, is is a is a lawyer uh and handles uh high profile cases and what he told me was when an institution like Michigan State um puts you on suspension without pay it's because they intend to leave you there and um what he also said was that he doesn't believe that Mel po- Mel, Mel Tucker will get zero from Michigan State, but he doesn't believe that he'll get the $80 million that's remaining on the contract. Right. So the court, the only question right now is, what? how much are we fighting for, uh, and how much is the university responsible to pay him? That's a big question. That's a big question. Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show you, you know, you just see some of these some of these instances where, once again, we, we talked about uh, – Fitzgerald, the head coach at, yeah, Northwestern. at Northwestern and how it was sensational, uh, some of the things that were said about what was happening within the program. And then you know, uh, I think we know who Mel Tucker is from his existence around here as head coach to see how that has all disintegrated out there in uh, Lansing, Michigan is just – it's just bizarre to me. It's just really bizarre. Yeah, but there aren't any people here locally that are going to feel much of an ounce of – pity for for Mel Tucker you know that right um no okay it, it, it doesn't okay. exist in okay. fact they've been rooting okay. for this dude well, to well, fail well, I'm just saying just uh uh just the way it all just it all played out I mean just listening to all the conversations and hearing all the um the different reports about what's happening of course we can't know we weren't there and we don't know all the information and the evidence hasn't been revealed revealed to everybody but it's one of the most sensational stories of all of sport. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an $80 million contract being suspended for I don't know why. All right. <laughs> we'll get to the week one recap next. Love. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rod Smith in studio next hour. A little after 5 o'clock. Always great. Your chance to win Broncos Commanders tickets. 13 minutes from right now. 445. And again, reminder, game week. Listen to win tickets weekdays at 815 a.m. and 445 p.m. So another chance tomorrow at 815. Alfred, this was a fun week one in the NFL. You want to uh, listen to some highlights? Let's do it. All right, man. Let's go through it. The Browns. I know this is a tough game for our good guy, Grant, here. The Browns win 24-3 over the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, they got off to a bit of a slow start. Now, I'll start here with Cleveland because maybe we underrated them just a little bit. It's a draw. Here comes Watson running. Ten, corner, five, touchdown! They loaded it up with four receivers to the right, one to the left, and it was a quarterback draw all the way. WKRK, the Cleveland Browns radio network on the call. So what does it say more about this game? The Browns are better than we expected, or the Bengals are not? I think what it says is that preseason matters. Yeah, right. I knew. I thought you might say that. It doesn't that. count, but it does matter, yeah. you know. So uh, it's important to go out there and give some work with the first team, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've seen that all across the NFL. And really, uh, some of the comments from the coaches around the business is just, it's just revealing that you need to be part of the process early on. 14 for 31 and 82 yards is what Joe Burrow uh, threw for in that first game against the Cleveland Browns. That is just, it's laughable. Deshaun Watson was a little better, 16 of 29 for 154, a touchdown and an interception. But, man, it's always the legs of Nick Chubb that gets the Browns going. And that guy, again, 18 carries for 106, man, that's 5.89 per carry. That's the atomic dog. That is the atomic dog. Cincinnati Bengals. Number 32 now in the NFL. It's only week one. In drives that went three and out. 67% of their drives went three and out. By the way, the Broncos, 17%. We can live with that. <laughs> we were with that. But, yeah, that tough tough outing. I don't, I'm don't. i not down on the Bengals, but uh, yeah, the Browns. Browns defense look pretty good. Give them a little bit of love on that. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. They spoiled the debut of Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, that offense, adding Calvin Ridley. Shotgun formation against the four-man front. Dropping, looking, Trevor, still looking, still looking. Now scrambles to his left, still looking downfield. Now fires toward the end zone, back in the end zone. Caught for the touchdown! Calvin Ridley, his first score as a Jaguar! That is WOKV, the Jaguars radio network. Calvin Ridley, man. Eight catches for 101 and a touchdown. 
Jacksonville in that division? Listen, man, I think as we are talking about the AFC, Jaguars are being slept on a little bit. Yeah, I think that what happened last year after they played us over in London, that team had a heart-to-heart and really came out and played championship-style football uh, after that. I mean, the stunner against the... Uh, against the Chargers in the playoffs was just the beginning, I think, of something special. Trevor Lawrence and that entire offense. And then you, you had a guy like Calvin Ridley, who we all know is a number one receiver. That's what a number one receiver does. That's he goes what he does. And he, not, not only does he make the play, but, Brian, he also gives confidence in, in everybody that's on the squad that you can depend on him and that if you throw it to him, you will be rewarded. Calvin Ridley, 8 for 101, like you said, on 11 targets. They went right at him, and they knew they were going to get results. Yep. Meanwhile, I thought Anthony Richardson, of the three rookie quarterbacks, I thought he looked the best of the three of them. What do yeah. you think? Well, of course, when you start thinking about a guy playing in his first college, excuse me, his first NFL football game, going 24 for 37, the 223 is okay. The touchdown is good. The interception, you kind of imagine some of that would be part of it. But then, you know, it's the other part that gets this guy really going and wait till he starts to put that whole package together of the rushing. He had 10 carries for 40 yards. Yep. That's not what we totally anticipate out of them. But you know what? They're missing their guy. They're missing their, Jonathan they're, Taylor. They're missing their running game and Jonathan Taylor, I don't know what's going to happen there, Ryan. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen there. But they need to do something to rectify what's happening with their running game. Yeah. Evan Hole, their rookie running back, got hurt too. And Zach Moss is currently injured, I think, with a pec injury. They're depleted. They are in a tough, tough way. And you're absolutely right. Helping a rookie young quarterback out, you need a running game. Got to have it. So, we move on. One of the upsets of the weekend. Your guy, Baker Mayfield, goes into Minnesota. No, not my guy. <laughs> and beats the Minnesota Vikings. Shotgun look, Baker. Good snap. Looking to his left. Looking. Was the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans, his 82nd and 28-yard touchdown pass. Uh, WFUS, the Buccaneers radio network on the call. Mike Evans looked all right. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. He's been complaining, not getting an extension. Gets a touchdown in the game. Buccaneers win 20 to 17. Offensive performance, decent one from Kirk Cousins, 344, two touchdowns, interception. Justin Jefferson, nine for 150. But Alfred, we said this last year, the Vikings, they won all those one score games. They're not going to be able to repeat that success this year. Right. And when you start talking about red zone efficiency and the way Baker Mayfield handled himself, 21 of 34 with 173 and two touchdowns you start to see okay maybe this guy is being safer with the football no interceptions and on top of that he added a few rushes in there to keep the defense honest um you're talking about surprise win man that was a real surprise man because who i mean who had the tampa bay buccaneers winning that game i know i didn't i did not i mean this is the minnesota vikings opening the season at home yes and the vikings went on the road and gave them the business the business so way to go man like you said kirk cousins huge day passing the football but critical mistake there on interception mm-hmm. in the red zone yep that's exactly right the 49ers you called this one i gotta give you all the credit i thought steelers 
maybe on the Pick'em Challenge, I may have kept the 49ers in there. But the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers looked lost in this one because they could not contain Christian McCaffrey. Stretch run coming left to McCaffrey. Stays play side, breaks a tackle, 45. Blocked from Ayuk down the sideline, 30. Cuts back inside, 20. Still inbounds down the sideline. Diving for the end zone. Touchdown! C-M-C! <laughs> 49ers radio flagship KNBR 104.5 and 680 San Francisco always great to hear Greg Papa so this game man got out of hand in a hurry Christian McCaffrey 22 carries for 152 Brandon Ayuk man 8 catches for 129 and 2 touchdowns let me ask you this Ryan and I'm just going to just talk about what we saw out of our Denver Broncos last weekend and what we know of Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? Oof. More consistent. Really? With the with six games under his belt? I mean, l- listen, Russell Wilson's career, I would have that over what okay, Brock well, Purdy's uh, well, done. What but I'm saying here we're talking is about today, this is excellence in coaching here. It, 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 one this 1,000%. Is, this is excellence in coaching Absolutely. at the NFL Absolutely. level. For the 49ers to go on the road and just hand it to mm-hmm. the Steelers, that is just excellence from the coaching staff and the players. Bosa got the training camp late, yep. and they, they still used his services. And Brock Purdy had a wonderful day, man. 19 of 29, 220, two touchdowns. Kristen McCaffrey had 152 yards rushing on 22 carries. How does that happen? How does that happen? Excellence in coaching, man. And so when you look up and you see that Brandon Ayuk, a guy that we thought was a bust, ended up with eight catches for 129. And Debo didn't even have a huge day. I know. With 55 yards. Or George Kittle. Right. And so so you say, well, how many different ways can this team beat you? And did we just put too much on Kenny Pickett's plate by asking him to go out and throw the ball over 45 times? That's just too much for that guy. It is. And that 49ers defense was swarming. I mean, they were, they were just relentless. It's one of those deals, man. We talked about it in the offseason. They were a top 10 favorite to win the Super Bowl. And we didn't even know who their quarterback was going to be. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. That's excellent in co- excellence in coaching, excellence man. In coaching. I, I just don't – I don't know what else you could say besides uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Taking the team for a sixth start on the road in the regular season. To the to the Steelers. I mean, that's a tough opening days. Yes. And embarrassing Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. They got embarrassed at home. Yep. Way to go, Kyle Shanahan. Way to go, Kyle Shanahan. Debut of Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers on the road against the Chicago Bears, and it was all Green Bay all day long. Snap the left, dumps it over the middle. Aaron Jones makes the catch. 25-20, cutting right. He's gone to the house. Touchdown, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, electrifying 35-yard touchdown reception. Wow. WRNW, the Packers radio network. Jordan Love was good. The Packers defense was good. And the Bears, the Bears were bad. 
Ow. Yeah, they were bad. That's the game that got me. <laughs> I really thought that the Bears would take this, the leap forward and Justin Fields and that offense would get it going. But Jordan Love just came to play, man. The dude was outstanding. You mentioned Aaron Jones earlier. Not only did he have a, a solid day with four and a half yards rushing, but the passing, the screen game, right? Aaron Jones, two receptions for 86 yards. Man, that's just fantastic. And one of those for a touchdown. Jordan Love had a hell of a game for his first game as a starter for uh, the 2023 football season. 15 to 27, 245, and three touchdowns. That'll get it done. That'll get it done most every day, man. When you when you put 24 points on the board, you can expect to win a lot of games in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers put 38 points on the board. The Chicago Bears did not. They put 20 on the board, and that's what happens. Justin Fields, man, mm. I don't know what, uh, what what we're to say about him. Did he get enough help in the receiving category? Did they trade it for DJ Moore? They added Chase Claypool last year at the trade deadline. Cole Komet's there. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent around him. You Did they to, give him what he needs to win at the receiving position? It certainly didn't look like it on Sunday, man. It was a mess. They, they look like a mess. And you can't ask your quarterback to keep pushing it with yeah. his legs. Another yes. nine yes. yards, another nine carries for mm-hmm. 60 yards. Hey, at the end of the year, we'll be talking about how the Chicago Bears led the NFL in rushing only because their quarterback was involved in the run game. That cannot be good long-term after seeing what happened to Aaron Rodgers last night. Now we'll get some more games. But right now, be caller number 5, 303-713-8585. Caller 5, 303-713-8585. And you're going to win a pair of tickets to the Broncos Commanders this Sunday. Winner enters for the New Year's Eve game. Broncos boost with pregame field passes, VIP tailgate passes, upgraded seats, and meet Dave Logan and Rick Lewis on the KOA Broncos radio booth. Next chance to win is 8.15 a.m. tomorrow on Colorado's Morning News. Call 5-303-713-8585. The Eagles on the road versus the Patriots. Offensively, I was all right. But you know what? The defense, that defense still very, very good. Back goes Jones. Pumps, looks, fires. It is deflected and intercepted. Intercepted. Running along the near sideline. It's Darius Slay. Breaks a tackle off the 30. 20, 10, 5. Pick 6. Darius Slay. Greg Merrill Reese on the call. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You know what? The Patriots battled in this one. I, you, you, right off the bat, Eagles get up 16 nothing. And you're thinking, all right, well, here you go. Patriots just, you know, very good. And Mac Jones is making mistakes. But you know what? He ended up with a pretty good stat line in the end. They scored 14 on answer to the second quarter. They made this a game, but the Eagles just sort of in the second half hang, hung on. Yeah, I think that the Eagles have twitchy players all over the place, right? And one of those guys is a guy that we traded to him, you know, uh, <laughs> Albert Okawebenam is somewhere in the wings, and I can't wait to see how they use him. Uh, A.J. Brown, another huge day. Seven seven uh, receptions for 80 yards. Uh, Devontae Smith, how about that guy and yeah. that movement that they have? So they good. just have a lot of guys. And Quez Watkins, man, two, two receptions for him, man. They just got a lot of those guys. And along with the quarterback throwing the ball efficiently, uh, 22 for 33 for 170. He also turns around and he's the second leading rusher for that uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. And when you start talking about teams that wish that they would have played more in the preseason, 
Nick Sirianni, the head coach mm -hmm. of the Philadelphia Eagles, said he's going to have to reevaluate not playing in the preseason going forward. It's valuable, man. I heard that. I heard that. It's a great point. It's a great point. Came out a little slow. Came little out sluggish. slow, man. Yeah, but, you know, it's always better to win and go back and correct some of the things that happened. Um, and, and, you know, I'm... You know, Ezekiel Elliott had a you know a fumble in that game, and you look up and he's their leading carry uh, for for yards with 29 on seven carries. Yeah. I don't know what is going on out there in New England, but on the day that they retired Tom Brady's number 12, they give a subpar offensive performance against the team that they really had a chance against if they would have put something together earlier. Well said. The game of the weekend, the Chargers, the Dolphins, you talk about quick t twitch, there's nobody, and I mean nobody, like Tyreek Hill. To it, back to throw. Deep downfield, wide open, touchdown, Tyreek Hill! What a throw and catch, right on the money, one-on-one. -on -one. Tyreek just runs by him, and what a throw by Tua, wow! The WBGGWINZ Miami Dolphins Radio Network. I, I, you know, I'm just going to let you talk about the stat line from Tyreek Hill. You and, and Tua Tonga Valoa, don't forget about him too. Tua Tonga Valoa, man, this just this guy just keeps on outperforming every every idea that we had about him as a quarterback. We questioned whether or not it should have been Justin Herbert drafted before him. The meeting in a big-time game to start the season. Two guys in the same draft class, and Tua goes out there and throws the ball for 28 for four, uh, 28 out of 45. Stat line. <laughs> 446 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, 466 one in, yards. Don't me, 466 Woo! passing yards. Um, and, 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 and the damage... As you mentioned, man, Tyreek Hill for 11 balls, man. The guy, 215 <sighs> yards Come and two on. touchdowns on 15 targets. Help. Why not throw it to him 30 times? Help me beat JoJo this week in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy, man. Jalen Waddle even had a solid day, man. I mean, it, it, that, that team and that head coach, they know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. And Staley, I believe, is going to be on the hot seat at some point. Jalen Herbert... I mean, uh, Justin Herbert had a solid day uh, throwing the football around. Austin Eckler, of course, our Colorado own, had a wonderful day, man. Mm -hmm. 16 carries, 117. And when you think about Austin Eckler, you know he's catching the ball. Another four balls for 47. That dude is the real freaking deal. So look at the charges as I'll, I'll say it right now. As Austin Eckler goes, goes the charges because I do believe that just, I mean, Justin Herbert is going to make his completions, but that's the guy that makes that team go. You're supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, and you give up 36 points in your home opener. I don't know what to do, man. That defense, defense isn't scary. You said it. Your home opener. Yep. You gave up 36 of them. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Do you still believe in Staley? <sighs> I knew you'd ask me that. The Rams go into Seattle, <laughs> and they steal a win on the road in the NFC West. Stafford gets the playoff. Hands off. Kyron, left side. Jump cut. End zone. He's done it again. Touchdown, Kyron Williams. Touchdown, L.A. From the seven, the second-year man punches it in. 
710 ESPN Los Angeles. Matt Stafford, man. Everybody's writing off Matt Stafford, writing off the LA Rams. How about that win? That was fantastic, man. You know, we had a chance to see those guys here in training uh, training camp, and I thought the Lions, uh, excuse me, I thought the uh, um, the Rams looked good. I thought they really looked good. I thought, you know, and I said as much when we were practicing against them. I said that team is polished. Yes. They know what they want to do, and they they put it on us that first day, right? And I was yeah. like, hey, man, look, the, 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 the no Rams joke. put it on us the first day, mm-hmm. and that's without the greatest player. Uh, Aaron Donald out there on the field. So I knew that they were good offensively. That's not a surprise. What's a surprise is how quickly we forget how good Matthew Stafford yeah. was just a season and a half ago. So um, I think the the doubt will be diminished, and we may be looking at a guy who is the rebirth of cool. Looks like it. One more game, Sunday Night Football, Cowboys I, I think they're still scoring points against the Jones Giants. Jones in the gun, takes the snap, back to pass. Rush coming again, throws short left, caught by Barkley. Hit ball oh. pops up, taken out of the air by the Cowboys, and it's going back for a touchdown. It was Deron Bland. He had five interceptions a year ago. This one popped up into the air, out of the hands of Barkley. Trayvon Diggs with the hit, and the Cowboys score again. Westwood won, Cowboys 40-0. Giants home opener, again, embarrassed embarrassed yeah and you know this game was a defensive game all the way i think they had two defensive scores for the cowboys defensive special teams and um it's uh it's it's incredibly tough to win when you allow your opponent to score on defense let alone special teams but we saw it last night when when your opponent scores on special teams you'd usually lose the game and it happened last night with the jets and Mm -hmm. it happened in game one with the with the Cowboys, so if you're looking for a recipe for disaster, let your opponent score on a special team play or a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's almost 75 percent chance that they're going to lose. That's our week one recap. Rod Smith joins us in the studio. Coming up next. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.